1: in terms terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! Look a shot! Oh, it's a goal! post for Shearer, goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Mitchell! It's another goal! Going out out. Yes, new bats, new bats, I will win this league anyway. Richard, he's hit it, it's cracked! Darling Doyle strikes again! And a brilliant goal! 2023 on EFL Trophy Day, the Arsenal went to Wiltshire, they walked the Fleming way. They thought they'd have it easy, that sort of summed it up. Along came Swindon Town FC and somehow got a point and took it to penalties that probably needs work. Hello everybody and hello JR, hello JR.
1: Hello Rich, you finally got me out of the box then again, yes? I beg your pardon? Out of the box, I've been, I've been put away since since I, I covered for you, I thought I'd been... Uh... Benched. um back well, I'm back for back for my uh, my competition the uh the pizza paint trophy
0: off mike you've not mentioned any um issues with having a little bit of time off after covering me for two weeks in fact i believe last tuesday you didn't volunteer because you watched the forest green rovers game tucked up in bed
1: well i um, very much enjoyed it and oddly tonight i thought i was uh, back watching Forest Green again, that's a, that's a weird kit Arsenal got out this year. I have thought that already. I've mistaken it for an FGR kit in the wild um, already a few times this summer. That's not that's not a bit. That's that's sincere. I know Bellerin put a bit of money in, but come on, what's going on there?
0: This isn't about Forest Green Rovers, though. It is about the start of the Football League trophy campaign. Swin town, two. Arsenal under-21s, two. Arsenal winning... on penalties, but first he's back. He's come home. This is third season, Uh, consecutive seasons actually. He's played part in 21-22, 22-23, and now 23-24. He's come home is the rhetoric, playing only his 20th game for Swindon, but he's back. It's Lewis Ward. What a shock that was to everybody.
1: Well, I think you've probably only got plans to do the one pod today. And we know there's been a long saga about the whole Lewis Ward Sutton situation because he's been back in the building since about January. He's been asked about numerous times and even back to... Jody Morris days of him shrugging his shoulders as to what's supposed to be going on and that's going to be sorted. It's taken this long to sort it. My cynical uh, mind would think, while people are chattering about company's House and what with all and all that kind of thing, that it's a good fish to throw to the Hungry Seals. And I kind of hope that that's, you know, that's that's just laid with whoever was dealing with that to get through over the line, it's not been a priority for Flynn because obviously the the utmost priority is is the looming window that's that's coming up. But I think we kind of thought that this would be inevitable and of course very conveniently managed to get him to slot in to play today. So thoughts with Conor Brown on this occasion.
0: A very cynical Eyes of view on the announcement of this transfer. I think it was probably to get it over the line in time for this game. So we didn't have a, a Moro Almeida uh, scenario where he his signing was announced just before we played Brentford in the cup all those years ago, wasn't it? When Best Holdings were trying to get their takeover over the line. And yes, Connor Brand will never play for swindon town's first team will he
1: it doesn't look very likely and we we had the full um the full avengers cut out hype like video which i Ooh. think i think falls in did that about two years ago didn't they so very cutting edge
0: mm, indeed a bit over long for me i'm not the target audience for that as soon as it was quite clear if what was happening i don't think i needed to see more. but people like it that's um they Um, prerogative. So Lewis Ward returns, but they've got him sweeping the floor a little bit, haven't they? He's not allowed to just sit there for 43 league games and say this is the life. They've they've got him as a youth development phase lead coach too, which um, I think he's been helping out during these eight months at Swindon without getting paid by looking after the youth. So it's a a dual role. Um, Perhaps he didn't fancy Sue Chef.
1: Perhaps he didn't. You know, dual roles and I don't know trio roles are, are commoner garden. If you go onto the onto the staff listing, you'll see people taking over multiple responsibilities. The simple thing is, I do think it's actually quite Tim pot looks a bit unprofessional and um i tend to a bit and uh, well it's not a bit because i keep thinking that the youth development role is whatever gab gunning is doing now and i keep thinking every time someone's announced to be doing something that way that he's uh he's decided he doesn't want to do that job anymore but i'm not keen on i'm not keen on the uh the dual role thing as a um, it's more as a trend. It seems to be that everybody has got one or two or three responsibilities, and I just feel like you're stretching yourself thin to not really be particularly good at any of them. That's not a a slight or a a knock, but I think it's a reasonable expectation. It's not reasonable to expect people to perform two roles for. One wage
0: Joseph Aloysius Williams you're a grumpy bum glass half empty mood tonight
1: <laughs> I, I don't know i well I've heard that you know people have said that uh Ward has been doing his own um goalkeeper coaching and there's been positive uh, reports from that so I can see that it's a it's a good in but it just seems it seems terribly young to be looking at that as a you know as a as a option that you'll be reserved forevermore and having to probably wages by taking some training sessions. It seems you'd hope a little premature, but judging by how the last um last year and a half or so has gone for Lewis Ward, maybe you're just happy to have his feet on terra firma.
0: Welcome to the payroll uh to Lewis Ward because he has been in the building for a very very long time. So well done him. Um, positive thing from this evening. I did a very quick scan here. And when you do these quick scans, you, you might be wrong. I haven't had the time to back it up, but attendance 3,352. That's our best football league trophy attendance since we got to the semifinals in 2014 by some way too. hundreds in that time. We've played Arsenal under 21s a couple of times. So um, if they were given out free tickets to schools, it did seem quite school child heavy. Um, judging by the the noise, which is great, three thousand three hundred fifty-two. That's not
1: too bad at all. No, no, there's still going to be plenty of people who are, uh, you know, the against League Three types who won't be um won't be too pleased about that one. I think you've got to factor in the the school holidays factor. Yes, we've had um, the academy teams before, but it's usually been couple of weeks later when school has started up again and uh, a lovely warm august night a good night for me going down to the football take the kids along perhaps some people might think it's a good gentle way to ease them in to take a kid for the first game so we can't really begrudge people that can we
0: no we cannot okay then so plenty of changes in the swindon town lineup from the one that played at wrexham last weekend so we had a a Return for Lewis Ward at the back. So, same formation as we used to, but the centre backs all change. We had Ben Ward, Sonny Hart, and Harrison Minton at the back. Tariku Wakwe getting precious minutes along with Brooklyn Genesini and then Kinsella and a debut for Jackson Brown. Congratulations to him. Uh, Jake Kane just ahead in the Kemp role and then up front, Abu Kanu. And Jake Wakeling also getting in precious minutes. Later in the game, we would see Anton Dwarzak play. We would see Tyrese Shade play his first game of the season and a debut. Congratulations to him, too, to Miles Abodo. Sort of out of nowhere. And- It's completely irrelevant, but I always measure these debuts by young players um, by the fact that I can say, oh, they make Rich Banyard's website now as a result of of that appearance. So whatever happens, they are locked onto the internet via Rich Banyard's wonderful site.
1: Exactly. You're immortalised forever on that excellent resource. And I know that you'll be looking up the number one when they're born in the movie as well. So I look forward to uh, hearing about those as well.
0: It's too soon for that. But, you know, some things stay off mic, JR. Come on. Uh, We (laughs) don't I I do it to thoroughly depress myself um, because we are reaching people born when when songs that were number one are just like, man, I remember that being an adult. And that being out, goodness me. Anyway, that's irrelevant. We almost conceded after one minute, JR. (laughs) Um, Lewis Ward's glorious return was almost ruined very early on when Arsenal had a goal disallowed. Poor old Sago. Charles Sago, the number 71, had a wretched 71 minutes, did all the right things. They were were so threatening attacking-wise. But Charlie Sago... I can't wait for him to be announced next week as Swindon Town's number nine. Oh, he'll want to forget that day, even though he was quite useful. It was just some of the worst finishing you'll see this season.
1: Yeah, he just seems to be sort of cursed by rotten luck, and that seemed to be that seemed to set the precedent for the of his um, contribution, didn't it? Uh, you know, done everything right, get the ball in the back of that lovely finish, but that was probably the cleanest. Of all his attempts and everything else, just seemed to uh, frustrate. But you know, if he wants to come over and avenge that, I think he, that would be a, a, a useful idea, if a bit fanciful.
0: Much is the tradition now. The the under twenty one teams are in this competition. You see the lineups, and most people will talk about the the very high squad numbers. But I'm all about every single player sounding like a regen from the old Championship Manager days. They they did have two internationals in their. Squad. Uh, one started, one came on. Marcelo Flores, the Mexican international, came on nearer to the end of the game. But in goal was Karl Hein who's played you know over twenty times for Estonia. It's rare that we get an Estonian at the uh, county ground. Of course, we had one under Mark Cooper, didn't we? Ojama. A- a- a but ooh, so the opening five minutes or so, Joe, was all Arsenal, and it was looking worrying, and a lot of the game went down that way. And please, when I say worrying, I mean it in the loosest possible way. This is just the Football League trophy. There's no, there's no doom or gloom here. But it was all Arsenal under 21s to start with. And then a gift. And what a gift it was from Rules Walters, who, with no pressure, turned it into his own net, turned that ball past Carl Hein to make it 1-0 Swindon after just five minutes. And it was really out of nowhere.
1: It was completely out of nowhere, completely against the grain. I mean, you see that first goal go in and get disallowed. Terry is messaging saying that Swindon are going to get thumped. I think we all felt like that could be, that could be the case. And then by the time that's that's percolated a little bit, and suddenly Swindon are one 0 up. I did I did some some research in the vein of well, I tried to do a bit of research in the vein of damn hunt because I look back to when we last played. Arsenal under-21s a couple of years ago in the Ben Garner season. I think, did Scott Lindsay take that one? I think he might have. I don't know if Ben Garner um, did come in. And it's interesting how many of them are still you know, in that in that that they're still in that academy way. There's uh, a good two or three who um, appeared on that one. Royal Waters played in that one. And when I was looking around, there was lots of sort of tabloid sites rumouring that he'd be starting the first team at some point. They seem to be tipping in for... That, but yeah, that's that's not going to give him the confidence to uh, have a Premier League start, is it?
0: No, it's not. I, I did forget that was in the sixth minute when Swindon scored just before Lewis Ward <laughs> got away with it a little bit. A, a poor first touch, and then it was very much all Arsenal, and it wasn't long before they equalised. They they had a corner which was uh, punched out. i would forgotten how much Lewis Ward loves to punch and I also forgot how football fans love to see a punch clearance because they enjoyed every single one of them and not all of them needed to be punches but uh, he, he punched one out for a second corner they switched up a little bit and it was actually quite a nice little move that led to their equalise ultimately Sosa uh, finishing um, with a flick and it was 1-1 and nobody could
1: argue certainly couldn't um... Yeah, Lewis Ward's punch is a bit like uh, Ken and Ryu's dragon punch, are they? They are the the trademarks. You know that you're watching a Lewis Ward performance when he does that. Yes, Tip-fisted indeed. punch clearance. yeah certainly do. I think it belies you know just how how wide this uh, this Flynn setup is. With the you've got your three centre backs and what would you usually operate in the uh, wingback facility. There did seem to be a huge, huge gap between uh between Awakwe and uh, Genesini and the uh the three at the back who had a real job to do and it just seemed to be alternating pressing mostly Arsenal doing the pressing and then when we could try to sort of break that down and counter it and uh Lady Luck was smiling on us again not too shortly after that wasn't it because we uh managed to squeak uh, a second. We
0: did. So there's there's plenty of Arsenal before Swindon score, and there's plenty of Arsenal after Swindon score. So let's just get Swindon scoring out of the way, really. Abukanu with some decent pressure, balls forced to the Estonian international Karl Hein. Well, he forgets to, to stop the ball, he kind of just lets it go past him. And I don't think there could be anyone more grateful for this other than Jake Wakeling, than Tariq Uwakwe, who very early doors hasn't played as much as we would like to see him because of fitness. Um, and he was given the very simple task of scoring, which was nice. And I'm happy for him because those are the sort of things that you need sometimes, doesn't matter how fortunate it was. So, yeah, good pressure from Kanu and a very grateful Uwakwe to, uh, to make it 2-1 Swindon after just... 34 minutes and it it was so funny.
1: we'd I mean, say off my card felt a bit like um, an onny game or a kind of like it's a knockout novelty game. <laughs> it goes back to even like the weekend where there's a I have to get this sort of disconnect between uh where I've found something entertaining and whether I've actually found something good and pleasing. And uh again tonight provided Plenty in the way of entertainment, but, um, didn't, didn't, uh, settle the nerves, particularly when we're looking in terms of things like squad depth and what would happen if we had an injury or two. It didn't give the greatest of confidence, though I did like that, you know, Flynn is there and overseeing it all. And I'm hoping that this hopefully prompts some, some. Switch- Action.
0: So we, we, we're recording this right on the whistle. So we've not heard Finn's post-match. If indeed there was one, they didn't do a presser. I guess he will be very defensive of his players, potentially publicly by saying, you know, there's a few things that didn't work, a few things that did, but it's a young team. What do you think he would be like behind the scenes? Do you think he'd be overall happy that they all got a run out. We didn't get any injuries, and we can see where players are, dis- especially defensively. Or do you think he's like you have had a great opportunity today, and you have let yourselves down? And I, I'm saying that's the worst case scenario here. I'm not saying he would actually say that. You
1: could tell the thing always seems to have his, you know, his his made men, his his favourites. He if you're if you're picked you tend to tend to keep your place, don't you? You've seen that with Walsall and you saw that at Newport as well. It's been interesting seeing the, the shade dynamic play out in post match where he said about people like that needing tough love. Um he has admitted about people needing to potentially go out if they're not getting game time. I guess the sticking point for me, and this is this is going back to earlier in the season and hearing, um, I think it might have been on um, one of the either supporters' club or Tom Broadbent, lounge of hearing Jamie Russell talking about where the focus is being on academies overseas and over developing our own academy side, like we played today, and just even floating the idea of a B team, like the model is always seen as what, Brent, what Brentford do. I live just outside of Wickham and they do a similar kind of thing as well. And whereas Brentford, I think, play on the continent and play league teams, Wickham play things a bit more closer to home. And in terms of opportunities for these guys, this is one of the things that just kind of overrode it all because it looked a little bit, a little bit skittish. And I'm just thinking, come on, there's got to be, you know, your Bristol City under 21s or your Southampton under 21s that. You can just send down on a weekday and have something competitive because so thin this year, and this competition is all about the cameos, it's all all about the fringe players. It always feels like a little trip to Chippenham for a couple of them is either not going to be enough or that's going to be taking them too far away from the first team. You see how uh, young players today, people like Sonny Hart, people like Abu Yeah, they've been tested in circumstances like today in a way that might not be the case if they go to a National League South team. Whereas if they can get, I don't know, I don't know what academies would be most preferable to, if they get a couple of 60-minute games here and there, or just have a full friendly somewhere, I can't conceive why that isn't seen as a viable option and we're told, but that's too expensive. Yet we are pushing full force into things like an Australian academy and getting people over on scholarships. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. And that need to have some kind of informal in-house development seemed to really present itself today.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good point. It's a fair point. Throughout the first half, I, it wasn't pretty by Swindon. Any way you look at it, the only thing you can really take as as a positive from this is, well, one, we scored two goals. Two, Jake Wakeling looked lively for the, the opening half hour, probably the the entire half. But it, it, it wasn't great, was it? In terms of structure... We were we were opened up so many times on and this has been happening in the league, so it's obviously tactical because we I mean the way we were conceding goals in the early stages of the second half at Wrexham shows that we we are easily carved up, which if that's happening with the first and it's happening with the seconds, I'm a little bit concerned by that. I'm not I'm not concerned by the fact that you know. On a different day, that could have been 6-0 to Arsenal at halftime. They had chances that were easier to score probably throughout the whole game, more than I've seen in a long time by a side that hasn't won after 90 minutes at Swindon. But it doesn't matter because it's just the Football League trophy. Don't worry, I, I'm very much <laughs> I'm very much level-headed on that, on that side of things. But I think tactically, the fact that we are carved up again so easily has to be a little bit of a concern.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that's three times already this season. I know it's early in the season, and I guess maybe in a second we'll come on to recruitment and things like that, and where, you know, this is where this will make this work if this is the approach. You're playing a, a high-pressing uh, counter game, and it seems to be that when we're caught on the back foot, that's when we get carved up the most effectively. And that's the third time. All right, this is a game that doesn't really count for much. And you getting a load of players in who are essentially singing for their supper. But that's three leads that we've thrown away. Not just once so I suppose that's three games where, you know, we've had the upper hand and then we've managed to get pulled level instead from being carved up just quite so easily. I think it is a question of if you're going to have three centre-backs, so we've got centre-backs who are very capable, but you're missing that, that voice and that experienced head who can see you know where those where those threats are and where those gaps are and get people to recover or to just be aware to watch a particular side it's something that we've not really seen a lot of over the last few you know, though somebody like Matthew Baudry had a lot of experience so it would be quite vocal Angus McDonald last year. Dion Conroy a bit quieter although he, you know, he had the captain role we're we're missing missing somebody who can uh, you know who can marshal the three in the middle
0: Do we we not think Fraser Blake-Tracy does
1: that? Well, I think he he does an excellent job on that. But when you've got the last line being someone like um, Brewitt or Goblin Malife, it's difficult when you don't have that experience in, in depth, if you say.
0: I completely agree with that for today's game. I think it was quite brave, probably a necessity to play three centre-backs today that didn't have any major experience. Harrison Minton being our most experienced player, and he did all right. I've really liked Sonny Hart whenever I've seen him. That was probably one of his shakier performances, and it wasn't terrible, but there were a good few errors and being caught out, and then a few last gasps sort of tackles here and there um i thought minton was the most composed and then we'll we'll get to ben ward a bit later because a lot of the listeners contributions uh focuses in on on ben ward and it is probably understandable given the 90 minutes that we saw i I'm, I'm, I'm not too serious about it when i said but in terms of like tactics and and doing what they were probably action to do i thought it was one of the the worst Paths of football that I've seen Swindon play in quite some time in terms of you know having a job to do and it not being actioned not in terms of like this is the sign of what's to come it it just was very disjointed and, and Gerald that's what happens when you when you announce a side that probably hasn't played that much together either on on the pitch or on the training ground
1: yeah yeah I, I think that's fair I think I personally would give somebody like um Sonny a Hart- bit of a pass because he you can always see that the the decision making in itself is sound and then he's then he's you know being caught out in terms of uh you know the positioning you can see that those those learning experiences are presenting themselves it's, it's yeah, really yeah yeah and, and,
0: and yeah and when I when I say that about Sonny Hart he didn't have a mayor today but pretty much every time I've seen Sonny Hart I've seen a potential EFL player that that's pretty much what what I've seen from him and this was the first time that the average has been taken down a little bit. Um, and that's because he didn't have experience by his side. I think if he had Fraser Blake Tracy, Dokes, or even Tom Brewett by his side, I think, I think that would have gone a long way for, for the for the young players. But yeah, certainly, I'm certainly very highly regarded by myself now as, as it was before the game, it was just a little shakier. So we had this frantic. I say frantic, the, the phrase that's being used, and even Dave Hockaday on comms is saying it now, is this sort of this NBA Swindon, this basketball game sort of process that we watch. And and Michael Flynn's not even a fan of that, I don't think. But we've seen it a lot already this season in these five games. Um, and it was it was frantic in that sense in, in the first half because we were getting forward quite well. It was a spell where it looked like, you know, I predicted 5-3 for this game. and And in the end, Joe gets in with the absolute spot on prediction. We'll talk about that in the next presser. And then the, the second half, JR, was pretty much exactly what we expect from this competition. It was leggy, it was tired, it was lethargic, and things sort of evened out quite a bit, I would say, in that second half. Arsenal was still the better side, and they deserved probably to win the game um outright after 90 minutes, but it, it wasn't as it wasn't as tough as that. First half was if you're analysing this tactically.
1: No, absolutely not. And and I think I think we were remiss not to uh, not to mention the the return of the uh, the Avenger, Iron Man himself, uh, Lewis Ward in golf. The first half, you know, for somebody who's who's been, as we say, in the building from sort of early New Year onwards, uh, February time, he he looked like. An amateur in that first half, and he's somebody who's participated in pre-season as well. He looked like he hadn't played a game since that Warsaw game last year, that EFL Cup game, the infamous one. And that was improved in the in the second half, but he looked he looked a shadow of himself, really. And it was it's a shame to say. I guess that's 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 from having a lack of competitive football in all of that time, and you know, I guess pre-season friendly is not really. Uh, Making cameos though is not really good to compensate for that. So that is what it is. It's something that people kind of chalk down that would would come eventually. In the second half, I think is much more composed and controlled. to tried really to turn the screw a bit and started really piling the the bodies forward, looking for that looking for that ever elusive second. But generally we seem to actually manage the tempo and find each other a lot better than that second half, whatever it was that, that Flynn said at half-time. I don't know if it's necessarily hair-dry treatment because, of course, we're going in two-one-ups. up. So it's, that first 20 looked, looked more, like we said, more how we would expect um, ourselves to to turn out with a with a second string. I think, if I'm judging on the second half performance, those it's not those depth issues go away, but I am less worried than on the first half presentation if that makes
0: sense. Yeah, sure. In in terms of Lewis Ward, that was his first competitive game since playing for Sutton on January 14th. And that game was in isolation because well, it was November 2022, a loss against Farnborough. And that was his first appearance for Swindon in over a month. Last time he played in pre-season was against Bristol City in that farcical second half um, behind closed doors. So it's inevitable he's going to be rusty. And that was kind of encapsulated in that penalty shootout because I was quite sure Arsenal would equalise and then Lewis Ward would be the knight in shining armour and do what we've seen him do several times and that's do well in the penalty shootout. Um, they, they, they did get their equaliser. Um, Arsenal it was a good finish in the end. They they had so many chances, so many easier chances in that second half. Uh, Seago just wanted to... I don't know if it was the size of... Uh, size of Ward but it just kept on going straight to him and of course throughout the game there were two or three on the line saves by Swindon too it it was I don't think I've seen so many like open goal opportunities by opposition it it was quite farcical but we got away with it and that that's good because we know what the reaction would have been if we lost that game five six or whatever so so I'm happy that that was the case but the goal was scored with eight minutes to go. Jimmy Gower, son of the uh, former Swansea player, Mark Gower scoring. And I'm very happy with the spelling of Jimmy. Uh, spelled the same way as is the great Hendricks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, lovely stuff. Jimmy, J I M I. I'm loving it. Uh, Mark Gower, of course, uh, Welsh legend uh, for playing for Swansea. <laughs> I'll take anything these days. I'll take absolutely any tenuous link I can get. <laughs>
0: Uh, and then and then it got to penalties and, well, they were actually quite impressive. The Arsenal penalties were all pretty flawless. Uh, I think Ward only got close to one. And Swindon's were pretty good too. The only one um, that failed to go in was by Ben Ward. Save. Uh, it didn't look like he wanted to take it. He had all the body language of a footballer that doesn't like to take penalties. He hit it hard and low, but Hind guessed right. He saved it, went onto the post, and then he managed to uh, ensure that it didn't go in. And that was that. Hi, Rich. Just a reminder
1: to let you know I'm on Points West again tonight, so make sure you tune in.
0: Oh, no. Here I am holidaying in Europe, and I'm going to miss Dan's latest appearance talking about another Deep Side Town performance on the television. Unless. <laughs> of course, I can use my Nord NordVPN subscription. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows, and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. So I'll never miss another Points West with Dan ever again. Huzzah! NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. So to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpncom forward slash strangers There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the podcast along the way. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Lovely stuff.
1: Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell, Outlet Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1. Well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with muck delivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Bit of room here, though, for Twine, who took it on. It's genius. The extraordinary
0: is becoming the ordinary for Scott Twine, a rising star in the lower leagues, and his star is shining brightly tonight.
1: Well, it does
0: not get better than that, striking a ball. Look, as soon as he gets the ball, one thing in his mind. I'll tell you what. He didn't let the disappointment of an earlier opportunity get to him, took on the challenge, and that is unbelievably good. Let's read out some listeners' thoughts on the whistle, and then we can talk about players' performances. So our very own Connor, who has provided a screenshot of uh, Badil Skinner and Brody staring sadly into the window looking at uh, England lose, at Euro 96. Um, That's how much it means to Connor over in Deutschland. Hank provides a gif of SpongeBob SquarePants looking sad and alone while drinking a coffee. But let's get some comments now. Firstly, Ian Rogers, who says, for me, not many of these fringe players are capable of having an impact on our first team. Wakeling and Kanu Lively, defensive unit, all poor, although Tariq going forward does have a good cross on him. I expected Kinsella to boss the midfield and that didn't happen. Michael says, good battling, well-organised performance from the youngsters. Swindon under 21s hold Arsenal under 21s. Matt says, nice to get minutes into some of the others. Ward is still a good shot stopper and did well on corners, but not good playing out with his feet. Minton did okay. Brown grew into the game, as did Kanu, though Arsenal love a good pass, but terrible shooting could have been out of sight. Man of the match, Harrison Minton. Uh, STFCF says another late goal conceded. Not many of these reserves slash under-21s look capable of pushing for the first team. FC says get rid of Ben Ward. Not great at all, even in the 90 minutes. He was by far our worst player, in my opinion. Connor Mountford says meh, judging by the team we put out, we weren't exactly fussed. I won't be losing any sleep over it. Kevin STFC Foley says, good little game. Uh, could have lost that easily if they took their chances. Carnu looked good. Jeez, Ward had my heart beating a few times tonight. Not sold on Ben Ward yet, and not because of the penalty miss. Matthew says, don't mean to be horrible, but what did they see in Ben Ward? At times, he looks so slow. Wakelin did okay first half. Lewis Ward had a mare. Don't think any first team players will be losing sleep about their places in the starting lineup." Uh, Heavy Gold says, enjoyable game with some good performances. Lightheart and Minton plus Kanu. Arsenal were tricky but couldn't finish, luckily for us. A nice little Tuesday evening in the sunshine. Minton, man of the match. Uh, Ian Rogers came in to reply about Ben Ward says it seems like a strange signing. Minton and Hart both need full seasons of men's football Uh, loans for Kanu. We need two centre backs for the first team to progress and cover injuries. And for now, uh, we'll finish with Swings and Magic Roundabouts podcast. He says, we all know this cup isn't the greatest. Positive is to see Wakeling, Kane, Kinsella, Ben Ward and Genesini get 90 minutes in. Minton, we are getting used to what he can bring. Kano is a prospect for sure. Uwakwe, uh, scoring will help his confidence, although didn't do the whole 90. Shade returning is also a plus. So as we can already see, Jr. Lewis Ward has been gone for almost a year, but we're falling lovingly into the Marmite zone. Uh, Tom Bruic can have a little bit of a rest because um, Lewis Ward is back. People either love him or they don't rate him. And I don't think it's going to make too much difference because as it's already been implied, don't think Murphy Mahoney is going to be losing
1: sleep this evening. No, I certainly don't think that he is. Um, it's It's difficult looking back at, you know, everybody's... Personal contributions, and I feel almost—I mean, watched it. I almost feel quite defensive of the uh, of those who've taken part today. And I think there is a there's a case for the defence for pretty much all of them, and they're all in different—you uh, know, different parts of their career, different aspects of where they fit in in terms of contributing to the first team. So I get the dismay, or or Ben Ward as well as he's he's had he's had quite the. Quite the nightmare evening, really. It's not not gone well for him um, at all. And he does seem like a strange fit because um, having that experienced head where he is, um, rather than a young lonely seems to be the requirement. We've had it in previous seasons. I mean, we've had people like uh, Kovar, we've had people like Alex Gilbert, where it's just not been the the right fit the right time, but all said and done, they've gone on to do bigger and better things. Um, we had Jake Cade a couple of years ago as well, who seemed to be an awkward fit at times but put out decent performances and yet you know, he's on to bigger and better things. So it's not necessarily the black mark that it needs to be. I would have thought that, you know, for players like Sonny Hart and Abu you know, this they're playing against a elite academy which is at the level of probably where they might want to be or dream of being at or maybe a manager that, you know, they wouldn't get that opportunity, so time to show what I'm all about. Whereas your Genesini's, your Wakaway's, and yeah, you know, even your Ben Ward's, this is more familial experience of coming up against players from this level of uh, academy. And so it was strange to see how much he did struggle, because you know, if you compare him to someone like Harrison Minton, who's had some first-team experience, he's had plenty of non-league experience, mm. you would have thought that he would be a bit more in comfortable territory playing a top, under-21 side.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think the, the thing with Ben Ward, in comparison to Harrison Minter, Minton and, and um, Sonny Hart and Kanu is that Ben Ward has been brought into play first team games he's he's featured in all five he's played meaningful minutes in four of those um, he is only 19 years old his job is to be a first team player this year and I, I've seen him throughout the season so far and if, if it's fitness that's fine you know but he's he's ahead of others despite his fitness he, he, I think he's going to be one of these players that perennially looks knackered um and I, I really want him to, to thrive and, and do a good job, but I'm not seeing
1: it at the moment. No, no, we're not seeing it. And yeah, you know, that penalty wasn't wasn't that bad. And there's plenty of things where uh, you know, he managed to cover for his blushes a bit. Just could just chalk it up to I don't think it's necessarily that deep of I like, could see people call over his head and say, you know, he needs to be out, he needs to go back and I don't know, I wouldn't be so quick to write anyone off yet from this game. Not a great day at the office, but I don't think it's that deep just yet.
0: Shout outs there to Hart and to Minton and to Abukaru. in again showing his potential. You just want, just want him to get a goal, don't you? And and see that 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 confidence that we saw a year ago. But
1: yeah, I kind of wish that. I've finally been able to see it out because he's looking particularly closer and closer just before he got taken off. Incredible performance for Jackson Brown making full debut. But then when Borzak's come on, I did sort of think, I don't know if I would have maybe had that the other way around and rather have seen 70 minutes or so from him because he's always looked very capable um, when I've seen it on. So it's just um, a little gripe. And, you know, Shade's cameo coming in you know, after the injury. I always find he's... He always seems like, um, I think I've said it before, a better player when he's got something to prove or if he's coming off the bench. And when he gets his feet under the table and feels a little bit more comfortable and relaxed, that's usually where things go a bit wrong. So it's not such a bad option to have um, someone like that coming on with uh, something to prove. And speaking of things to prove, I feel like Jake Kane gave a a good account um, of himself. Maybe, you know, not made a case of, yeah, suggesting that he could uproot anybody who's occupying those midfield roles anyway, but perhaps that he he could be useful rather than somebody that I don't know they might look to loan or move on if he's one of the people who isn't getting games. Um, if he's one of those people that earmarked by Michael Flynn, I think he he showed that he wants to be there and wants to contribute. And that's 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 no bad thing.
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And and hopefully it uh, it goes well for Jake I, I didn't really notice him in the first half. I think he, he improved as the game went on. I'm, I'd be curious to see what his role will be with Swindon over the season. I get a feeling he might go out on loan. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about squad depth in just a minute because that's the big take from, from most of the listeners looking at these comments coming through. The man of the match in the ground was Harrison Minton. The name getting mentioned the most within our listeners, although this one's one that we just make the call for, is Harrison Minton. I've got no no quarrel we've given Mr. Minton, the man of the match, for this one.
1: No, no quarrel for me. I think we've been we've been big fans from the day when it was uh, him and Callum Winchcombe in the uh, competition two years ago. So, yeah, it would be a very worthy, uh, worthy winner. And still a lovely beard all these years on.
0: Oh, very well done, Harrison Minton, on that. So, yeah, deservedly gets our man of the match. I, I liked Abu too. He got close for me um, to get in the, uh, the man of the match. Good good closing down in the first half, and it led to a goal. And just there was that one chance he had where he had no right to get a shot in. He started just outside, well, just, just inside our half. And he, he managed to surge forward, was surrounded, but he still managed to wriggle around them and, and get shot and it was deflected for a corner but I like him and I'd like to see him play minutes with with serious players by his side because you know he might he might have something there but it's very hard to judge when you play when you're a B team versus an under 21 team
1: yeah he would be a great option if we could if we could take him uh you yeah, take him away to a game and bring him on when uh when the game's comfortable the only problem is that is uh, when we uh, we had a game where we've been comfortable yeah. I
0: think yeah, you think he me. did that. They did that. Um, of course, the the pioneer coaches of Mildenhall Gunning might have done that for him against Grimsby, and he almost scored. So it, it proves our point, really, doesn't it? Because because they did do it, and he did almost score. So uh, yeah, those the, that that great day. Yeah, if that you I missed.
1: cameos like that. That that's the sort of thing that we're that we're looking for. I think that. That that growth of confidence of being able to be threatening on the on the bigger stage, that short cameo will probably do more for him than uh, just being sent out on loan.
0: Yeah, well, much like the bespoke Swindon Town badge that they have behind the scenes at, at the county ground, it was industrious, it was adventurous, but ultimately we were humbled and lost on penalties. I, I managed to crowbar it in somewhere. Let's move away from the Arsenal to 21s game now because it is what it is. You know, we've got a point. We're going to Wembley. This is, this is Michael Flynn we're talking about. He's got to give us one cup run. I'll take the FA Cup uh, run. But, you know, if it's got to be this one, let's go. The biggest observation of the evening was squad depth and that if some of these players are required in the league season, then... We might struggle a wee bit, but that's on the basis of one game. I appreciate.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't feel
0: like that.
1: There's going to be particularly many more people in, and just judging on things like the, just the various rumor mills of who people expect. I mean, we we said to the cows go home. Yes, we say experienced centre back all the way. Um, I'm imagining that the way things are set up that we're not expecting people like Hutton to go, which seems like a very tentative thing to say because you never know. And also, you know, pod deadlines don't count for anything. That's what I've learned from covering from you is that anything can be announced at any time. Um, I'm not sure I'm quite in the mindset of, uh, you saw it last week at Forest Green when um, Troy Deeney made his appearance and that was... A whisper going around was thinking that he could come in. Now that has moved on to um Andy Carroll Whispers, I've seen those as well. Seen in uh, South Cerny or somewhere like that, going to uh, some pub or another. Um everyone's heard a bit of something. I'm not necessarily sure that yeah, you know, another older name is necessarily what uh, we're for, but that seems to be that seems to where the rumour mill is heading. What's what's your thoughts
0: on that oh I I know I know the sort of known centre forward despite having Charlie Austin in is is a real boon for the club I I, I don't know I mean ultimately if it makes us better then I'm all for it but it's got to work and I think you know Andy Carroll's a fun one because when I saw that rumour first emerge he was playing in in he was starting for Reading I don't think he's starting at the moment or he didn't play in in, in on the weekend so maybe he is on his way but it would be remarkable given given what we need if we're going to have a veteran former premier league championship level center forward and he spent most of his career in the premier league that's let's not make no mistake of, about that then surely you want to you want to find one of those in different positions to to strengthen us in places where we are far more vulnerable um, so if we are going for a glamorous name. I would prefer it to be in one of the positions that we are really needed. Reading really and need. we do need a centre forward, but I would possibly like a young, hungry player on loan up top from one of the the higher up academies, preferably one that we 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 won't lose them in January too. Or, you know, it's less of a risk. But I would embrace whoever at the moment. You know, I know he's he's saying he's hoping for two more. Most fans think we need more than that. We all know what this time of year is like. It could be a bluff. It could be that there is only two, but we don't know what the situation is. You know we' we spent a lot of time talking about behind the scenes stuff. so so maybe there's there's we're in a situation where the two players come in are going to be loan players. Maybe Andrew Andy Carroll is going to come in on loan, and that makes much more sense. Uh, who knows? I haven't got a clue.
1: That, I suppose in that in that circumstance, you know, if you have somebody who's got a name value and it's uh you know it's a loan deal, then you get the excitement without the commitment. I'm wondering if um if Flynn still has Wilfred Boney's number.
0: <laughs> He's still local. It's crazy. Who knows? Who knows? But um it's it, what are we a week away almost, a week and a half away from the, the window closing, still time. It's a last-minute job, no matter what happens now. But I'm just happy, Jr, that we are in a in a finally until early October, we're we're rid of the Saturday Tuesday format because I think that hasn't helped us at all.
1: Certainly hasn't. That's down your voice because you've been having to pod multiple times oh, a day. Did, I hope yeah. you're looking forward to a well earned uh, a well earned rest.
0: Well, my voice is going during this very episode. You'll, there's there's some parts of this edit that can't and mask the fact that my voice is going so um hopefully i'll be able to rest it but yeah there we go i um, i feel like i'm dragging this episode out when there's absolutely no need to jr so should we should we close it there
1: let's call it there it's been yes. lovely to chat anyway indeed it has yeah thank you very much thank you
0: The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Come on did.